0: And welcome to another episode of Geek Fanthology. I'm riding solo today. It's Neil. Uh, And as is often my want when recording an episode uh, by myself, I'm doing a top ten list. And you can't stop me. Uh, I guess no one's making you listen, but aside from that, yeah. Um... I am really tired as recording this. So my apologies if I yawn. It's some point during ugh, this whole mess. Um But it's been a long week. So Um this Week in Geek, what news do I remember happening? Um, Thor Ragnarok uh, drops, well, dropped by at time of recording. I'm actually recording this on a Friday. We usually record on Tuesdays. Um, we'll be doing an episode on it next week. Um, other things. I'm super tired. So forgive me and my stupid tiredness. Let's just get to the matter at hand. Uh, oh right, uh, spoiler. What sort of spoiler should we have to have this week? Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Sorry. Uh, lots of silence here while I try and think. Because I am super prepared. I actually kind of am. But at the same time, I'm not. So, in any case. Uh, spoiler of the week. Um, when the stars are right, Dread Cthulhu will rise. Sure. It's not really a spoiler as so much as a dead certainty. But that's beside the point. Uh, this week, I thought I would provide for you my top ten... Um, Lovecraftian horrors Or Creatures, because one of them is Not particularly horrific Unless you Perceive him as such, but that's We'll get into that Uh, Kind of a last ditch Thing for uh, For (sighs) I can't think today or Shocktober, whatever we were calling it. So yeah, just do, I just thought I'd do a top ten of things. And so we shall. I'm going to be reading a lot of this, because it's been a while since I've, like, off of Wikipedias and such, because it's been a while since I've read some of the stories that uh, that I'm going to be referencing here, and I'm not made entirely of brain. So, let's get started. Number 10. The Great Race, waxed well-nigh omniscient and turned to the task of setting up exchanges of the minds of other planets, and of exploring their pasts and futures, it sought likewise to fathom the past years and origins of that black, aeon-dead orb in far space, whence its own mental heritage had come. For the mind of the Great Yace... For the mind of the great race was older than its bodily form. For my number ten, I decided I'd start out kind of basic with the great Ye- great Yace of rith. yes. The great race of Yith. Um, the Yithians are, kind of, are really interesting, because um, they're, they're not... Um, well, actually, this is something that's actually just sort of worth mentioning and noticing in general... With the exception of a few at the high end of my list, none of these creatures are really particularly necessarily evil, so much as they are alien. Um, it's It's the TV trope concept of blue and orange morality, as opposed to black and white. Um... That's what makes makes all of the Lovecraftian horrors so horrifying and so horrible. It's that they are so completely incomprehensible to our own human sensibilities, and also so infinitely much more powerful than us, that we have no hope of standing against them. The great race of Yith, um, they... Um, they are definitely evil, or, well, horrible, um, because what do they do? They steal your body! They project their own mind and consciousness into it, and, uh, and and take over your body. Uh, they are doing this ostensibly for research purposes. Um, and while your body, and while they've got their brain in your body, you've typically got your brain in their body, and, um, you're some sort of squamous monstrosity, but, and they're learning from you everything there is to learn, and then you're suddenly swapped back, uh, typically with your memory erased, of course. Um... And they're also in a, you know, ancient battle with the flying polyps, which are horrible and destructive and will kill everything. Um, the Great Race is described as, um, let's see here, tall and cone-shaped, rising to a point with four strange appendages all of which can extend and recede at will to any distance up to about ten feet. Um, yes, I am reading from Wikipedia. Bite me. Um, but the reason I chose the Great Race is because, um, they are definitely Lovecraftian, and they're definitely kind of horrific, because you've got that whole, like, changeling fantasy slash, you know, Invasion of the Body Snatchers sort of thing going. Um... But, they're not nearly so bad as some of the others. So, yeah. Great Race of Yeth. Number 10. Number 9. Then suddenly I saw it. With only a slight churning to mark its rise to the surface, the thing slid into view above the dark waters. Vast, Polyphemus-like and loathsome, it darted like a stupendous monster of nightmares to the monolith, about which it flung its gigantic scaly arms, and while it bowed its hideous head and gave vent to certain measured sounds. I think I went mad then. Number nine is Dagon. Dagon um, is one of uh one of the is the uh is one of the great old ones um and is the ruler of the deep ones um he originally appeared in his own uh short story um of his, that bore his name and um The reason I picked him is simply because he's kind of cool. Um, he's a giant fish man. Like um, the true marrow, the fish of of uh, the true marrow who, you know, interbred with the people of Innsmouth um, to create the Innsmouth and the, fi- the um, what you call it. The fishmen of Innsmouth for uh, for the shadow over Insmith. Um, I think maybe I'm crazy. Give me a second here. Mm, let's see here. Yeah. Dagon is the king of the is the king of the deep ones, so he sort of is responsible for the shadow over Innsmouth. Yes, I know I was just quiet for a while while I read things. Um, Dagon makes this list, even though he, he very he only just barely appears and makes it past the great race of Yith, primarily because Dagon was the first short story by uh, Howard Phillips Lovecraft that I ever read. Um. So, yeah, that, that that's a thing. Oh, yeah, the Esoteric Order of Dagon um, is a cult from the Shadow of Rensmith. It's been a long time. Um, I don't really have much more to say about him because he barely shows up ever. Uh, he is mentioned more than anything else. You very rarely have actual direct interaction with Dagon. He's more sort of just there. So yeah, that was number nine. Funny how I have a lot less to say about uh, Dagon than I did about uh, The Great Race, but maybe I should have had them in a different order or something. He looks like a giant fish man. Um, Is generally his accepted appearance. So yeah. That was that. Um, Next. Number eight in his house at Rilea, dead Cthulhu waits dreaming. That's right, the big C himself only clocks in at number seven? What you say? What? Uh despite the fact that Call of Cthulhu um is really what sort of established um is, is, is <coughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. Ha Um Uh despite the fact that uh Cthulhu is sort of the grand the great grandpappy in most people's minds of um of this mythos. I mean it's called the Cthulhu Mythos for Christ's sake. Um I don't actually much care for the story, the call of Cthulhu. Um, there was a silent movie that was made in, uh, give me a second here, um, there's a silent movie that was made in 2005 that was really, really good, uh, yes, silent movie made in 2005. Um, that i think honestly did, does the story better um better justice than the story itself lovecraft has a writing style that I like to describe as oh my god here is this thing that is so horrible it could never be described let me spend the next three paragraphs describing it and i feel like that bleeds in most in the call of Cthulhu But the kids like him. Um. Everyone has... Like, Cthulhu is the... Is the mascot. He's the Pikachu of the... Um. Of the Cthulhu mythos. (laughs) Oh my god. I only just thought of that, but that, that just strikes me as so funny. I am very tired. Um. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with Cthulhu, just I feel like he's overrated. He still makes the list because, you know, it's Cthulhu, and without him, also um, at one point it was said that really it should be pronounced Thulu, Um, but no one pronounces it. that. They all pronounce, everyone pronounces it Cthulhu, even though that's not, even though Lovecraft himself, uh, pointed out that it probably should be pronounced as, um, as, uh, sorry, Kulu, but, you know, whatever, um, or even, actually, Kulhu, as I read more things, um, but yeah, um, He's a giant dead or undead monstrosity. Um, Call of Cthulhu definitely does have the uh, does really encapsulate Lovecraft's writing style. I think some somewhat the best, which is okay. We have managed to delay the inevit- our inevitable destruction and death because in the story, the Call of Cthulhu, he gets rammed by a boat and goes back underwater. Hooray! Um, His cultists are still trying to bring him back and um yeah, bad things will happen. Um eventually dread cthulhu will rise and consume and kill us all thus it is better that we be eaten first um by the way look up the fake chick tract who will be eaten first at some point it's very much worth a read it is hilarious um but yeah um Cthulhu. Uh, that that is all. His his city is weird because it was is made at weird, impossible angles that no one would 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 uh, that no rational human being would would uh, have things on. That's uh, that's the thing I I like in general. It's like I said. It, it's all about how completely horrible and alien everything is. So. Yeah, so so there we go. I'm gonna move on now uh, to uh, number six. Let's see. Give me a second. So prepared tonight. I apologize. Let's see one, two, three, four, five. Okay, yeah, this is number six. Apparently I can't count. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, okay. Ha, fun times, okay. Number six. Ever their praises the abundance to the black goat of the woods. Ya yeah, Shubnigorath Um So because I can't let an episode go by without me saying something that could be taken out of context um as potentially racist or hate or hateful, we're gonna do an episode we're gonna talk about Shabnigurath. Um And that is the most I will say in that regard. Um, she is the black goat of the woods with a thousand young. The, uh... The dark young of the game, Call of Cthulhu, are uh, theoretically supposed to be, um... Are supposed to be her spawn. Um... And this is another, and this is one of those things where uh, this is things where um, Lovecraft didn't even get the name. Actually, um, uh, it is very likely that uh, Lord Dunzine, uh was the name who came up with the um, name uh, of Shol Nigora um, um, Shol Naganth, which then got turned into. Chubb Nagorath. Um, and she's one of the ones that has gotten mentioned uh, by everyone. Um, man, this Wikipedia article is interesting just because there's, like, everyone talks about her! Um, let's see. Uh, relevant stories, we've got, uh, that, uh, the last test, Um, and let's see, what else was she in, Ah, I don't know anything, let's see, yeah the dark young um looks like really she was only in one lovecraftian uh thing the last test where um i don't know I haven't actually read it in a long time Um, Mostly I like her Because her name's weird Um, (laughs) This is the insightful commentary You all pay me for Uh, But yes The Black Goat of the Woods with a Thousand Young um, Just really She has cool names and such That's it. I'm I'm skipping on to someone I know more about. Actually, I guess this is number six. I think I've miscounted somehow. (laughs) Either that or somehow I have ten in one direction and eleven in another, which would be uh, perfect for this sort of thing. Yeah, this is number... I got off on my counting, I think, yeah... Anyhow, this is number six. It was an all-in-one, and one-in-all, of limitless being and self. Not merely a thing of one space-time continuum, but allied to the ultimate animating essence of existence's whole unbounded sweep. The last utter sweep which has no confines, and which outreaches fancy and mathematics alike. It was perhaps that which certain secret cults of Earth have whispered of, as Yogg-Sothoth. So, Yogg-Sothoth, the lurker at the threshold, opener of the way, the beyond one, the all-in-one, the one-in-all, um, he's interesting because he... Uh, He's omniscient and omnipresent, but not really omnipotent. He's scary. Um, He is the opener of the way. He is what will eventually bring about the true... um, The true... Ender, the the true ending of all that is, uh, according to the Cthulhu mythos, which is the arrival of Asathoth and its and uh, his from beyond space and his total. um, I can't word today, and his total consumption of all that is and ever will be. Happy, isn't it? Uh, from the Dunwich Horror, Yog sothoth knows the gate, Yog sothoth is the gate, Yog sothoth is the key and guardian of the gate, past, present, and future, all are one in Yog sothoth He knows where the old ones broke through of old and where they shall break through again. He knows where they have trod earth's fields and where they still, still <clears throat> tread them and why no one can behold them as they tread. Um... Yog sothoth is as close as you can get to the principal antagonist. Um, because, n- once again, the, the Lovecraftian horrors very rarely actually actively antagonize. Instead, primarily, they just are and we are in their way. At least the ones that I'm mentioning, uh, for the most part. Um, except for, like all of the other ones I'm about to mention. Because <laughs> things get a little bit uh, more unpleasant for all but one of my uh, remaining choices. Uh, yogg is the sire of uh, Wilbur Whateley, and, um, and um, also... Let's see here. Um they're um his twin sibling whose name I can't think of at the moment. Um let's see here oh, I'm sorry, no, Wilbur Waitley is is uh is is the son. The twin is the Dunwich Horror, which um Let's see. It's also one of the first mentions of Miskatonic University in the Dun- in the Dunwich Horror. Not the only uh mentioned, but one of the uh one of the earlier mentions of uh of Miskatonic. Good old misky You. Um first appears in Herbert West Reanimator, but also uh Shows up in a lot of other Cthulhu mythos. Because, let's be honest, the word Miskatonic is a fun word to say. Uh, (laughs) Uh, And, of course, they have a copy... uh, They have one of the original copies of the Necronomicon and other things that really no one should ever freaking own. Um, There is the monster in the Waitley farmhouse and Wilbur gets killed and bad things happen. Um, It's never really directly mentioned what it looks like, the the Dunwich Horror, except it looks a lot like its father. Shub-Nigoroth. Not Shub-Nigoroth. Ah, I'm off. Screw it. Live, everybody. Yog sothoth Sorry. This is why I really ought to edit these episodes. Um, sothoth is frequently depicted in art as a writhing mass of yellow tentacles. Um, he... Co- he, he is simultaneously uh, coterminous with all time and space and yet is also outside the universe because, um... Yaksa thought weird, but yeah, there we go. Number six. On to number five. I gotta find a quote. It all began, old Amy said, with the meteorite. Before that time, there had been no wild legends at all since the witch trials. And even then, those western woods were not feared half so much as the small island in the Miskatonic where the devil c- held court beside a curious stone altar ordered older than the Indians. Number five is The Color Out of Space. Um, color Out of Space is one of the few non-Great uh, Old Ones or Outer Gods uh, appearing on this list. Um, and that's just because I think it's really kind of interesting and cool. Um, um, the color out of space makes things look technicolor and interesting and also drives you mad. Um... As you, if you stay in the area, it begins killing everything, and then eventually all color gets drawn out of the place and crumbles to a grayish, dusty powder. All the color gets consumed and just goes away. And it sort of just consumes your emotion, your thought. It's horrible. So yeah, the color out of space. Number four. And upon dolphins' backs was balanced a vast crenolate shell, wherein rode the gray and awful form of primal Nodens, lord of the great abyss. Then hoary Nodens reached forth a wizened hand and helped Olney and his hoist into the vast shell. Nodens is interesting because he's one of the only not, I wouldn't necessarily say altruistic creatures and existence uh, and and creatures of existence in, um, in Lovecraft, but he's, he helps people more often than he doesn't he he his main thing is that he hunts the dreamlands and um hunts down and kills evil and the servants of the great old ones um now honestly not because he really necessarily helps likes to help humans specifically but because it's lots of fun to kill the intelligent evil beings out there um, he has a beef with another character on my list, so I won't mention him yet. Um, um just yeah, um, so Noden's is interesting just because primarily he is not evil. he is not out to destroy all of existence. Um, he is out to enjoy the hunt. He is the lord of the wild hunt. Um, and that's his deal. Um, which I like. It's the, um, admittedly, the main reason I like him is because you can visit him in the Call of Cthulhu, uh, board game. If you have the, uh, if you have the Innsmouth expansion, you can visit the uh, the strange high house in the mist. And one of the things that you can uh, do, one of the things that you that you can uh, find out there, that you can have there, is uh, Nodin's. And one of the events that can happen there is that is Nodin's frowns fearsomely. And when he does that, all the monsters on the board get immediately uh, thrown back into the monster cup, which I think is kind of great. <laughs> Um, so yeah, he's also the Lord of the Night Gaunts, um, which, you know, that's cool. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm running out of things to say because I'm really tired and kind of want to go to bed, but I need to get this episode finished, so I apologize if I seem like I'm... Wrapping up. Also, I've got a lot to say about my last two dudes, so let us proceed. To number three. Outside the ordered universe, that amorphous blight of nethermost confusion, which blasphemes the bubbles at the centers of all infinity. The boundless demon Sultan whose name no lips dare dare speak aloud, and who gnaws hungrily in inconceivable, unlighted chambers beyond time and space, amidst the muffled, maddening beating of vile drums and the thin, monotonous whine of accursed flutes. Number three is Azathoth. Azathoth is... Sometimes referred to as the Demon Sultan, the Nuclear Chaos, and the Blind Idiot God. Um, Azathoth is the great, terrible thing that will destroy us all eventually. Azathoth is Armageddon. Um, If you've seen um, the first Hellboy movie, the, um, the thing that... Uh, that, what's his name, serves? Uh, Rasputin serves. Give me a second. Now i got to look it up. And yes, I'm leaving all this crazy not sa- this crazy sound, not sound in. <laughs> Um, Rasputin, he serves the Ogdru Jihad, which, um, uh, let's face it, they're Azathoth. Um, more than anything else. Um, (laughs) because they are these giant things from beyond space-time that want to consume us all. Um, they are infinitely powerful... Um, and infinitely stupid. Um, Azathoth is another good, another good thing to describe Azathoth as if you've played Earthbound, Gygas is very similar in a lot of regards to Azathoth, um, which makes Porky, my number one character, which is interesting. I only just thought of that here, but still. Um, as a thoth, it gets uh, mentioned, I believe, in the, uh, in the Dream Cycle. I'm double checking that right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's always fun when I actually can manage to get things right. Um, he first appears in the Dream Quest of Unknown Kadath, which is one of the uh, which is the longest work in the Dream Cycle. It's nice when I can pull actual correct information out of my butt. Um, <laughs> Asathoth is is really interesting and cool because. Um, He is, you know, going to destroy us all forever, eventually, and there is no stopping it. So, yes. That is that. So let's go on. To number two. Along the shore, the cloud waves break, the twin suns sink beneath the lake, the shadows lengthen in Carcosa. Strange is the night where the black stars rise and strange moons circle through the skies, but stranger still is lost Carcosa. Songs that the Hades shall sing where flap the tatters of the king must die unheard in dim Carcosa. Song of my soul, my voice is dead, die thou unsung as tears unshed shall dry and die in lost Carcosa. Number two is Haster. Um, The King in Yellow, the unspeakable one, him who is not to be named. To speak his name three times is to bring about calamity and death and poison and decay. I got a soft spot for him because I'm a theater guy and The King in Yellow is all about a theoretical play that drives everyone insane in the second act. I really, I really was very close to making Haster my number one. But I really just couldn't do it. Because we'll get to number one in a bit. but Haster is just so... Haster is the lord of blight and death. You have... You have the yellow sign and... Mm. Sorry, it's just, it's... And by the way, I would love to see it if someone could make, like, a yellow sign fidget spinner. That would just be really cool. Um, (laughs) Here's, and now here is something that's actually very much worth mentioning. That little, those little, uh... That little verse I read. That was from... Um, that was from The King in Yellow, which was not written by H.P. Lovecraft. So far, I think every single person that i mentioned, and including the last one who I'm about to mention, was an invention of Lovecraft, and so was Haster. But the expansion of... Haster's mythology is actually thank thanks to one Robert W. Chambers um, because he's the one that wrote the King in Yellow um, to which most of um, Haster's existence is uh, is now attributed. Um, another reason I really like Haster is because he got killed by Old Man Jenkins. Uh, if you're, or not Old Man Jenkins, sorry, I'm, I will be stoned and killed by people. Old Man Henderson. Michael Cultists, our be me we men. Uh, if you're not familiar with the story of Old Man Henderson, perhaps I will read it to you some other time for an episode. Um, it would definitely be... A fun read. Um, So, Haster, man, I am just, I am courting pain and death by having mentioned him so frequently. I just really like him. Uh, That's about all. Uh, He's also directly uh, associated with Carcosa. Um, Dead Carcosa, lost Carcosa, Carcosa, Dim Carcosa. This sort of... Carcosa is like Silent Hill. Um, In fact, I would not be very surprised if the people who made Silent Hill um, were at least slightly... um, At least... Slightly influenced by um, Lovecraft in general, but all, but specifically um, Haster and uh, and stories about Dread Carcosa. So yeah, that, that's fun. And number one, who he was, none could tell but he was of the old native blood and looked like a pharaoh. The Thalihin knelt when they saw him, yet could not say why. He said he had risen up out of the blackness of twenty-seven centuries, and that he had heard messages from places not of this planet. Into the lands of civilization came Nyarlathotep, swarthy, slender, and sinister, always buying strange instruments of glass and metal, and combining them into instruments yet stranger. He spoke much of the sciences, of electricity and psychology, and gave exhibitions of power which sent his spectators away speechless, yet which swelled his fame to exceeding magnitude. Men advised one another to see Nyarlathotep, and shuddered. And where Nyarlathotep went, rest vanished. For the small hours were rent with the screams of nightmares. My number one Lovecraftian monster and abomination is Nyarlathotep. And... A lot of people will say, um, why? He's like a a messenger guy, isn't he? He's a lackey. (laughs) Um, also known as the Crowing Chaos, the Crawling Chaos, Atu, the Black Man, the Black Pharaoh, the Black Wind. The Bloated Woman, the Crawling Mist, the Dark Demon, the Black Demon, the Dark One, the Dweller in Darkness, the Faceless God, the Floating Horror, the Haunter of the Dark, Face Eater, Father of All Bats, Dark Wing, Sand Bat, Fly the Light, the Howler in the Dark, the God of the Bloody Tongue, or just the Bloody Tongue, Lerog, Mr. Tiddles. The bat god of Lgich, messenger of the old ones, the Mister Skin, Randall Flag, um, Sugaron, Thing in the Yellow Mask, the White Man, the Skinless One, and the Masked Messenger. Azathoth is the progenitor of Nyarlathotep, and there is a reason. He is my favorite. It is... Read into, um... Now, the the official, li- um... The, the sort of official party line, if you will, on Yarlathotep is that he is the messenger of Azatoth and, um and you know sort of the the lackey of the great old one of the outer gods and the great old ones um i however prefer him for a very simple reason um it is a reading that my brother Kent uh proposed at one point and that I think is very Very potentially accurate. Nyarlathotep is not the lackey of the gods. He is the will of the gods. He is the power behind the throne. Or really, he is the throne Behind the throne. He is the mind behind the power. The theory goes that he was spawned by Azatoth. Um, and that Azathoth's wishes are his wishes. But I instead like the idea that it's the other way around. He is... Azathoth's brain, his will, his reason. He is the true mover and the shaker, if you will. Um, the reason I didn't men- uh, reason I mentioned him slightly earlier is, um, he fights Nodens, and Nodens wins. For a time. And I think that's really... The most important thing... To remember here. You never win... Forever. Eventually... They will rise, they will come, and they will destroy us all. This podcast is a production of Working Theory Productions. It was brought to you by the letter K and the number 29. Opening theme is Ultra Mega Hyperstorm, and ending theme is March of the Mind, both by Kevin MacLeod. If you enjoyed this podcast, or know someone who would, please consider sharing it on your social media, sending us an email, or leaving us a comment. We read all of them. If you really enjoyed this podcast, please consider supporting us, either by donating at our website, www.workingtheoryproductions.com, or on our Patreon, at patreon.com slash working theory. A final thought. My honorary number 11. They must know it was the rats. The slithering, scurrying rats, whose scampering will never let me sleep. The demon rats that race behind the padding in this room and beckon me down to greater horrors than I have ever known The rats they can never hear. The rats! The rats in the walls!